What's up, everybody? Tim Lassiter here. Happy Saturday. Folks, real quick, I will not, as always, take up a lot of your time. I just wanted to share a little bit of a message that I'm working on, and it's entitled, The Formula for a Christian. Now, I wanted to share with you a little bit about what this formula is. But before I give you the formula, I want to talk to you about a few things. So, you must not forget that our Lord is bigger than anything we as mere humans can ever possibly fathom. Folks, are you listening? The Lord Jesus, he is the great I am, the King of Kings, the Alpha and the Omega. He is the Son of God. He is the one majestic being. Folks, we forget that. We forget and we think that we can handle our own personal problems. We forget that he, who he is and we think we can handle everything on ourselves, and we don't need the Lord. I have had... Folks actually tell me that they do not need the Lord to help them with their problems. That they believe in a higher power, but they do not believe in Jesus, the Son of Mary. That's scary, folks. Now, I am not the judge, okay? I am just a tool. I am just a shepherd, all right? I am not the judge. So if you believe the way you believe, so be it. But... I'll tell you this, I'm going to sit here and tell you what I believe, and I'm going to pray for you. The Word tells us that there will come a time that every knee should bow and every tongue should confess. Folks, that's right there in Philippians 2, 10 through 11. Let me turn over there. We're going to read that again because it's a powerful powerful verse. Let's see here. Philippians chapter 2 verse 10. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now, if that doesn't sum it up for you, so what this is telling us here in verse 10, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, should bow. This is basically in the sphere of the name, which refers to everything, all it entails. This is a result of the cross, okay? This is a result of what Jesus did at the cross, the price that was paid, all right? Of things in heaven and things on earth and things under the earth. This is pretty much saying everything will bow and every tongue will confess. Folks, this is not just a nursery story. This is the Word of God. This is the B-I-B-L-E, the Bible. This is a handbook for our life. This is a rule book for our life. This is a prophecy book. You need to pay attention to this book. 
So folks, you have to turn your whole being over to the Lord. Trust in Him and watch His miraculous powers go to work. It's easy to get complacent. It's easy to get wrapped up in everyday life and you get stressed out. You have anxiety. You have panic attacks. You have personal issues. And we forget where we should place our faith and our complete trust. It's easy to forget where to place it. So why do you think it's so easy to forget? Why do so many proclaimed Christians have trouble with this? Why do so many people have trouble placing 100% faith and 100% trust into Jesus? Now, I may be wrong. Uh, I may be totally off base here. But I have an opinion. I do have an opinion. With Christianity, it's a faith-based religion. So if you call yourself a Christian, uh, you have faith. And that faith is based on God and His Son, Jesus Christ. Okay? We have been provided with His Word, the Holy Bible, pretty much as a testimony of His faithfulness. But why do Christians struggle with believing the biblical accounts? I think it's because of perception. Perception of reality is my opinion. As the kids say, uh, I am H-O, in my humble opinion. So perception of reality, you may believe that Jesus was born of a Virgin Mary, you may believe that he died on the cross for your sins by the hands of the Romans. You may believe that he had a perfect life according to the law of God. You may believe every single bit of that. But do you have faith in that? Here's where the perception of reality comes in. You may believe all of that. But do you have faith? Your perception of reality. So we we are humans. We were made this way, okay? So this is nothing new. This is where you have to dig down deep and find that faith like David. So our perception of reality, we believe all that, but we don't pay much mind to it because we do not see it, okay? We don't see how faith in the cross makes us righteous. We don't see the atoning for our sins. We don't see or we don't perceive the great truths that we were taught. Therefore, we have lack of faith, folks. Because of this lack of perception, a lot of times... We as Christians in our life, our Christian walk does not reflect the fact that we really believe what we claim to believe. I hope this is making sense. I hope I'm not losing you here. As a Christian, you believe 
You were born as the flesh. The world, the flesh, can distract us. We were born into sin nature. So do not confuse your perception of reality with what you believe. You may believe in everything Jesus has done, but the perception, you haven't seen it, so you don't really have that faith. This is where you need to change, okay? This is where you need to read some scriptures, all right? Just like I told you earlier, you have to turn your whole being over to the Lord. You have to trust in him. No matter what you're going through, no matter of the stress, no matter of the pain, no matter of the sickness, no matter of the disease, no matter of whatever the case may be, you may be sitting in a prison cell waiting on death row. I mean, you may be homeless. You may have backslid. You may have done things that you think, my God, I will never be forgiven of and I'll never go to heaven because of the things I've done. But Jesus has already forgiven you of everything your mind can possibly think of. All you have to do is turn your whole being over to the Lord. Okay? Now, whether you believe in the Bible or whether you don't, there's going to come a day when one of us is going to be wrong and one of us is going to be right. Okay? What do you have to lose if you believe in the Word of God? What do you got to lose? So you're agnostic, atheist, you don't believe in the, the word. Okay, that's fine. I do, I believe in it. And I believe that right here in Philippians chapter 2, verses 10 and 11, when it says every knee should bow and every tongue should confess, I believe there's a time coming. And you may not believe that, but let's just say you don't believe that and that time comes and I'm right. Oh, boy. So what do you got to lose? Why not believe? And if we're wrong, if the Bible's wrong, and it it's not accurate, what do you have to lose, folks? But I'm going to tell you something. You get into this word, and you believe, and you turn your heart over to the Lord, and your whole being, and you say, Jesus, in your name, Deliver me from my own mind. Deliver me from my troubles. Deliver me from my trials and temptations. Once you do that and you truly mean it, your life will be changed forever. Forever. Folks, I've went through some major stuff in my life. I have went through some major things in my life that Look, I'll even tell you, right now I'm going through some major things. I deal with anxiety. I deal with stress. No matter what I'm doing, it may not be that bad. But in my mind, I make it bad, and I deal with high stress. So I have to work even harder to not have the stress and the anxiety and the panic. 
I have to put my faith into Jesus. I have to put my faith into the cross because I know he is going to deliver me. Not a perception of reality. Yes, I believe Jesus was a person. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins by the Romans. I believe that he was born to a virgin Mary. I believe that he led a perfect life. But in my little human mind, I don't physically see how the faith works. I don't physically see or perceive any of the miracles that we were taught. So therefore, my perception of reality is automatically tainted because we're humans and that's the way we're built. We have to see it to believe it. Let me tell you something, folks. If you give your heart to the Lord and he comes into your heart and you are a born-again Christian, you will see the miracles in your own life and in others. I cannot even count the number of miracles that the Lord has done in my life. I'm serious. I can't even count the number. Now, you may say, oh, that's not miracles. That's happenstance. Whatever. I have seen with my own eyes, in my own heart, I have seen people pretty much healed of their sickness. Eat up with cancer from top to bottom. Stage four and go to the doctor. And the doctor baffled. Don't know what to say because there's no sign of cancer nowhere and no treatment was done. I've seen this stuff, folks. I have seen down to the last 5 or $10 in the bank account and have rent due, mortgage payment, car payment, no food on the table. And I have seen a check in the mail for $1,000 out of nowhere from a past insurance claim or past tax payment, whatever. You get the point. Now, you may say, oh, that's happenstance. That just happened to be mailed to you. Well, it may have just happened to be mailed to me, but it sure is funny the way it's, I'm at the rock bottom and it happened to come at the right time. The Lord uses things to get us through. I believe he will not put nothing on us we can't handle if we have the right faith. That's my belief. I firmly believe that. But again, believing is believing, but believing is believing. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? We Christians struggle with believing because it doesn't match up to our perception. But we have to believe in our mind's eye. We have to actually see the power. We have to see him being crucified and beaten beyond recognition. We wasn't there. So it's hard to believe it. We can read it. But we got to believe it. So you have to believe 
that you believe, if that makes sense. Wow, this is powerful stuff, guys. So no matter what you're going through, turn it over. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 through 10. It says, We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We were, are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Wow! Write that down. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 through 10. And I want you to read that. And I want you to study that. And I want you to memorize that. And I want you to pray on that. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 through 10. And the Bible clearly tells us, Turn it over to me. The Lord tells us, give it to me and I'll handle it. I've got you. I've got you six. I've got you back. Philippians chapter four, verses six through seven says, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Are you listening to me? Are you listening? Folks, this is good stuff. This is good stuff. Let's read Philippians 4, 6 through 7 again. Be anxious for nothing. That means don't worry about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Wow. Folks, this right here, this verse, it presents the cure for worry. You hear me? This is a cure for all your troubles. This pretty much takes in all God has done for us in the past, present, and future. This is good stuff. Verse 7, And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus because of what he did on the cross. Folks, the formula for a Christian, number one, don't worry about anything. <laughs> Easier said than done, isn't it? I'm a worry wart. I worry about worry. But the formula for a Christian, don't worry about anything, is number one. Number two, pray about everything. Number three, always give thanks. 
And number four, have peace in your heart. Now, how do you get them four steps for a formula of a Christian? Oh, Brother Tim, you say don't worry about anything, but you just don't understand what I'm going through. No, I don't, but you know who does? Your Lord, your Savior, Jesus. So if you're sitting here and you're obsessing about it and you're worrying about it, have you truly turned your problems over to the Lord? Have you left them at the altar? Have you given them to the cross? Number one, don't worry about anything. It's a mindset for a Christian, okay? Formula for a Christian is the title of this message, but it could also be mindset for a Christian. Four steps, don't worry about anything. Number two, pray about everything. If you're worrying about something, pray about the worry. If you're saying, oh, Brother Tim, I can't do this. It's too too hard. Pray about it. Give it to the Lord. Number three, always, always give thanks. And when I say always give thanks, don't be a Debbie Downer, a negative Nancy. Don't wake up every morning and say, oh, God. My knees are hurting. My hips are hurting. I don't have money in the bank. I don't know what I'm going to do today. It's raining outside. It's, oh boy, my car don't have enough gas in it. I hate my job. I I don't like my roommate. My wife and I are having trouble. My husband and I are having trouble. My kids, they cursed at me. Enough. Just shut up. Okay? Because remember that perception word we talked about? When you say you're a Christian and other people see you acting like that, what do you think their perception of a Christian is? Hello? (laughs) Pray about everything, number two. Number three, always give thanks. Be thankful that you even opened your eyes this morning. We're fragile, folks. Our little human body is fragile. Be thankful that you have a roof over your head. If you're homeless and you had a place to sleep last night, be thankful about it. It may have been a cardboard box, but praise Jesus, I was in a box. You may be living in your home or apartment and the lights may be turned out because you couldn't pay the bill. Praise Jesus, I have a roof over my head. You may not have no gas, but you got a car. Think about it, folks. Always give thanks. And the last is number four. Have peace in your heart. Well, Brother Tim, how do I have peace in my heart? You just don't understand. Here we go again. Vicious circle. It's a pattern. The Christian pattern. I see so many Christians that have little faith. Have peace in your heart. Well, how do you get the peace in your heart? Well, you do the four steps, or the previous three. You don't worry about anything. That's number one. Number two, you pray about everything. And number three, always give thanks. And if you do those three things daily, multiple times a day, and you read these verses, Philippians chapter four, chapter three, chapter two, matter of fact, read Philippians. You will get number four. You'll have peace in your heart. It's pretty simple, folks. Christians, or not just Christians, but anybody, should not worry about anything, but instead turn it all over to the Lord. It's that simple, folks.
Folks, I hope you learned something today. Follow my podcast. Follow my YouTube channel. Look me up, Tim Lasseter. Hit subscribe. Hit like. Share whatever you want to do. My goal is to reach the lost. My goal is to give those without hope, hope. My goal is to let people know that they're not alone. I've been through a lot. I can relate to a lot of folks. And that's what I want to do is relate to them. It's okay. You're not alone. If you're saved and you believe, work harder on your belief. When people see you and they and you call yourself a Christian, they need to see a Christian. They don't need to see a negative Nancy. If you're not saved and you want to know how to be saved and you want to see the power of the Lord work, contact me. Send me a message. Get in touch with me. Or find a fellow Christian to talk to. A local church. I hope you will get in church. Find a Christ-centered, believe-in-the-cross church. You do not have to go to church to be a Christian, folks. But the Bible talks about where two or more gathered together. Lift each other up. Pray for each other. You don't have to go to church to be a Christian. You don't have to take a bath either, but it helps. Folks, have a blessed day. Stay tuned. We'll have more messages coming. Happy Saturday. Be blessed.